Welcome to Technically Speaking, part of the DTCX podcast feed, Exceptional E-Commerce. Joining me today is Anne Thomas. She's the co-founder of Design Packs, a Shopify app, which lets you totally customize your store to give that look and feel that you need. So if you're looking to upgrade your blog, maybe add a little bit another section to your product page, go check that out. She also does store reviews over at Shop Critique and teaches a few technical courses as well. Previously, you might have seen Anne's work when she was at Out of the Sandbox, a premium theme developer, mostly working on the Flex and Turbo themes. So if you have one of those themes in your store, you could very well have been using the code that Anne put together. Anne, welcome to DTCX. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to to dig in. It's uh, a 20 to 30 minute show, but I think we've got about five hours of, <laughs> of material we could try to condense. So we'll we'll see if we have to to come back for. We'll keep it succinct. <laughs> we will. But if you haven't guessed, this is all about your your UX, your store design. Now's a great time to to revamp it. If it feels like maybe it's a little bit slow going into the new year, or you're using H, the first half of the year to get ready for the second half, now's the time to start redoing your store ahead of your Mother's Day, Father's Day, summer promotions, back to school, and leading into BFCM and the holiday season. I can't believe we're already mentioning BFCM. That's, uh, <laughs> But it's true. Well, the planning must well, start early. <laughs> now, it, well, if you want a stress-free BFCM, certainhow, yeah. you don't want to be upgrading your store design over Halloween. You want yes. to be doing that now. I guess the time to really start is the day after. <laughs> yeah, take a break. So, and just write down what went yeah. well, what didn't go well, what did people complain about, what felt wrong. So let's assume everyone's done that and they, they decide that they want a new website. They held off on some of the online store 2.0 mm -hmm. upgrades that, that came out last year. Now they will want to get, get started exploring with sections everywhere. What, what should they know about sections everywhere? Cause this has been rumored for, for years to be coming out, I think since about 2018. And then it, it was announced with a massive amount of, of upgrades coming all at once. Yeah, it has. So the, the things that online store 2.0 released a lot of different things, but I think what's most important for merchants and what a lot of people get excited about is this whole idea of sections everywhere. So previously before you could really only drag and drop sections when they were on the homepage. And so for a long time, people were asking to have that exact same experience across all the other pages of their site. So well, that's your product page, your collection page, your regular page templates, blogs, articles, and that's now possible, which is so exciting. However, what mm -hmm. I think the barrier for a lot of people is having to update their theme and upgrade and get that latest version. So most likely, if you haven't updated your theme since whenever the last time you, <laughs> you updated it, whatever that yeah. was, there is likely for your theme you can now use sections everywhere. However, you do have to be aware that the upgrade process, it takes some time. It's it's something that you have to do a lot more setup. But I think the rewards are definitely there for updating and being able to use sections on every page. So yeah, I would, I would definitely say it's worth doing yeah. and looking into. And then what should they, what should anyone know if they haven't gotten started yet? I mean, you mentioned the, with theme upgrades, and this was something that you worked on quite a bit with, with Out of the Sandbox. What does it mean to actually upgrade your theme? Because I think for a lot of merchants, including myself, it means installing a new theme, not necessarily 
upgrading something on on the back end? Yeah, so generally the sort of the route that people go is they will install a new unpublished theme. So that means that it doesn't affect your live store. So it's an mm-hmm. unpublished theme. And then you could sort of play around with and sort of set things up uh, similar to how you have it on your live store. Now, something that I would maybe suggest to people, if you're not sure, like if you if you're not sure if you have been upgraded yet, there's an easy way to tell. If you go into your theme editor and actually look at there's a drop down up at the top when mm-hmm. you're in, in the theme editor. So you go into customize and there's a little drop down at the top. And then what you'll see is if you scroll down to any of your pages, you might see an option that says create template. If you don't have that, that means that you haven't been updated to the new version. So you can't create new templates for your collections and your pages. The nice thing again about sections or online store 2.0 is that you can actually create up to a thousand different templates for each type. Yeah. So wow. You could have like a thousand different product templates that are different from each other or a thousand different specific pages. So it brings in a lot of those features that people have only been able to get with page builders before. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I don't want to sort of throw design packs in here, but one of the things that we do is we allow you to use the features of online store 2.0, the way they're meant to be used just by adding the app. And so you can then add new templates and pages that use this drag and drop that you see in your homepage without having to do a full update of your entire theme. So for instance, if I'm a food guy, so sell a lot of, a lot of snacks, let's say you're you're selling a bone broth or something at the bottom of your product page, you could have some blog articles of recipes. You could use bone broth for a little bit of clickbait of nine things you wouldn't have believed you could use your bone broth for, and then use it as like marinades and rubs and et cetera, just to get people really excited to use the product. In addition to the, the usual product page kind of stats about the features of the product. Definitely. And you can do the opposite as well, where SEO blog posts are great for search mm-hmm. engine optimization to get people to your store. I've done that where I've been, you know, yeah. looking up the best like collar for my dog or something. Yep. And I or find Halloween costumes, Halloween costumes. Yeah. And there, and you find, I'm like, Oh, I ended up on a Shopify store. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. But what a lot of people don't necessarily leverage is having call to actions to go purchase specific products from those articles. So Mm -hmm. having, being able to add in different product blocks, pulling out links from those uh, articles is a great way to sort of revert people back to like, hey, maybe you should purchase something while you're here. Yeah, or you're about page. People are looking at the founder's story and say, hey, I got started. This was our first product ever. Click here to buy the first product we created or click here to buy Anne's favorite. Yeah, whatever it happens to be. There's so many about pages that I just want to make over. (laughs) There's so many that could use help. (laughs) And if you look at your analytics, a lot of people go to it and especially big purchasers. And it was it was a wake up call with my store when when my aunt said, oh, yeah, I read your bonus page. What a great story. I'm like, wow, if people are making it to the end of this, you got to have some sort of an offer. Don't just give them that that dead end. Yeah. Do you, so are you familiar with Baymerd? There's, yep. yeah. So Baymerd. Design, Design, Institute, Design Institute. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, it's a really good, really good resource. We'll, we'll drop a link in uh, below for, for anyone, but if you're not familiar with them, what should people know about Baynard? Yeah. So they do, they have a lot of paid content, but they also have a lot of free articles and they recently completed a study that was specifically for direct to consumer. So D to C. And what they found is that on, you know, big, big websites where it's like a Best Buy or something like that, people don't necessarily care about the history of the company. 
Whereas when you're direct to consumer, it is so much more important. People really care about the founder's mm -hmm. journey and why you're actually creating these products. So having like a fully fleshed out about page is so much more important on DTC. Yeah, absolutely. Even before you get started with your blog. So that's, that's, a, that's a major takeaway from this episode is if you haven't taken a look at your about page in, in a while, go look at some brands that, that you bought from recently, see theirs and how it compares to, to your about page. Yeah. So the next topic we want to dive into is app extensions, because this was another upgrade and the, the difference of apps versus app extensions and how that really impacts the code that's on your website, which impacts the site speed, which impacts your SEO and your conversion rates and, and a lot of other things. Nobody wants to go to a slow loading web page. Nobody wants to hear the dial up internet sounds anymore. Talk to me a little bit more about what those app extensions really mean, especially for, for merchants who might see apps, app extensions. Yeah. What's the difference? For sure. Yeah. So the main difference I would say with app extensions versus how apps have been built before and, and still some are is the way they're actually putting code into your theme. So mm -hmm. normally in the past, when you add an app to your theme, it if you remove, if you sort of delete that app, the code is going to sort of stick around and that can slow things down. And you maybe don't realize that you have sort of these like remnants of ghosts of code sort of app pasts um, that have been hanging about. And sometimes they affect things and sometimes they don't. Like it really depends on the app. But with app extensions, when an app is using app extensions, it is added to your theme, but in a way that is non-destructive, if you will. Mm -hmm. So if you were to delete that app, it removes all of the code that was added as well. So that's a huge bonus because, I mean, one of the things that people love doing is just, hey, like, let me test out this app for a couple of yeah. days. Maybe I like it, maybe these, I don't. One of the first things you do when you get started up, maybe you've seen so, some negative tweets about one brand. Maybe you, you've seen a lot of recommendations for two or three, and you just want to see which one looks best in your yeah. store. And yeah. all of a sudden, that's injecting a lot of code into your product page, and you install three apps. You didn't necessarily use, use a product like Rewind or another or install fresh themes just because you're not a developer you thought whatever i'll install the app delete it if i don't like it and all of a sudden you're left with this this code that can a slow down your site and b break it potentially and usually app developers are really great you know if you email them saying like hey can you remove this code they'll go in and remove it and we certainly do and that kind of thing but mm -hmm. i would say that the the big benefit as well is that it brings everything into the theme editor as well so mm -hmm. you're actually going to be changing the color settings and any sort of turning things on and off directly in the theme editor. And that's nice because previously a lot of those settings and changes would be in the actual app admin and you'd be kind of going back and forth and back and forth. So anything that kind of keeps you in one spot and you don't have to have a million different tabs open, I think is a big win. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's huge, especially for anyone who's been been around for a while and a few I mean, my first Shopify set was in 2014. So for anyone else in that same sort of vintage, there's probably a lot of code that's made, made its way onto your site that maybe maybe you want cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the other big update to Online Store 2.0, which I actually think might be bigger than than Sections Everywhere, was the the meta field. So mm -hmm. you can update things like, like swatches, like blog snippets. There's a lot you can do with meta fields. Have you seen any really interesting examples of brands using meta fields to, to drive sales? And, and oh gosh, I built one just the other day, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect timing. And you didn't even sort of know I had an example in my up my sleeve. Well, so I was hoping you would, but not, not so. <laughs> so <laughs> 
So the best thing about them is that they are accessible to the merchant. So previously you had to use like a, a browser extension to actually view them and they were kind of a bit, a bit fitzy to, to create and that kind of thing. Whereas now they actually appear directly in the admin they are available to be created under the settings and they are at either a product level or also a variant level, which I think is very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. So one of the things that I built recently, which was super fun, is the a little basically a, a message that was specific for variants. And this could be a full on description that's specific for variants. In this case, it was just sort of a little message that could talk about if it was a specific pattern, you could give more details about the pattern. Maybe that specific variant you're giving away money for charity, for example, there's like an increased amount. So you can say like, oh, if you purchase the red color, then we're gonna donate $5 more. And so as you're actually choosing different variants from the sort of picker, it's going to be updating that message for each one. So yeah, it's a nice way to get more sales. Yeah, and it's it just, it's cleaner as well. It just mm -hmm. brings everything nice and together. And I remember Nick, Nick D was talking about a, a split test that he did with a client. And I thought it was really interesting of how one of the biggest things was that people wanted to see the ingredients, especially sure. because it was for a food product and yeah. it was, I don't know if it was ketchup, but it, one of the things that shoppers wanted was to see how few ingredients there were, not just the list mm. of ingredients, but they, they don't want xanthan gum and three different kinds of sugar using ingredient splitting techniques. They wanted to see it was organic Canadian tomatoes, organic brown sugar, vinegar, water, and that's it. And that had a huge impact on the conversion. Yeah, I can imagine. The metafields in general are super fantastic for icons as well. If you have icons that are, you want to talk about how it's recyclable, for instance, mm -hmm. and either each variant or each product might have different icons. And so you can sort of swap those out and make them specific. And it's all about that, that dynamic quality, which is really nice, mm -hmm. especially it's very easy to do on a product level because once you've created a text meta field or even an image meta field, you can pull that into your existing page template. Mm -hmm. So if you have a list of three featured images you want for every product, for example, you can have a new section on that product page and pull in those featured images and they will change for every single product. And you don't have to create a new template for each product. Instead, you're just using that meta field it's basically a new way, a new way to categorize and have extra information associated with that product, which is super powerful. Yeah. And going back to the food example, it could be things like what certifications do you have? If yeah. it's a fish product, is it MSC? You don't need the Marine Sustainability Council on, on a beef product, but you might want certified Angus mm -hmm. and then just different things like that or for skincare, cosmetics. Is it a product that's open for, you can have it open for six months, 12 months. What's the shelf life? How many uses per container? Yeah. You can also attach files. So if you have assembly instructions or anything like that, you can have that available. Um, oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, especially for reducing customer support issues or just reducing that customer friction of they buy something, take it out of the box, lose the instructions, and then they're emailing the support team. It's just, they go back right back. Hey, here are the, here are the assembly instructions. Yeah, exactly. I think as a merchant, if you think about all of the information that gets put in that product description, everything that gets shoved in that you're trying to get across mm -hmm. now, instead of having to have it all in that one little area, the beauty of meta fields is that you can break up all that information and display it on different areas of the page. 
Mm-hmm. And then the the last thing that we were going to talk about is liquid blocks. Yeah. And this again is getting getting really into the the technical piece uh, of it, which is which is great for all of our our agency and development partners and and merchants who have the technical chops that I that I don't. <laughs> but talk to me a little bit about liquid blocks because whenever I've gone in and edited the liquid code, I'd go to the, like the page template or mm-hmm. uh, product page. I'm going to be fiddling around trying to find the, the add to cart button and just tweaking the colors there or doing little things like that for one specific unit. What do the liquid blocks mean for merchants? Yeah, so the liquid little extra area that you can add, it's super helpful if you know just enough to be dangerous, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think if you've ever, if you're using an app, for example, that maybe hasn't updated to use app blocks or extensions yet, oftentimes they'll say, okay, go to product-template.liquid and find line, whatever, and copy and paste this code in there. And it can be quite intimidating. So now with liquid blocks, what you can do, and also if you want to move it somewhere else on the page, it's really difficult to figure out where it would go. So now with liquid blocks, if the app has those instructions, what you can do is you can copy and paste that liquid. And if you're on the product page, for instance, add that extra little block and then just pop it in there. And now all of a sudden you can move that block around, you can put it in different areas. It just gives you a lot more flexibility, which I think is cool. Yeah, I think that that's really powerful, especially as things are changing it like five, six, seven years ago was you could build a site, keep it up and it was fine. But now you're kind of always tweaking things, always updating. It's I remember Common Thread Collective posted a piece of how you have four major sales events per year. So probably some sort of big promotion that you run BFCM and then finding a couple of other ones. You might want to tweak things for for those sales that when people come back, the site looks fresh. It looks like something something new. So I think all of these tools are really powerful for for developers, for merchants, for agency partners. And I really appreciate you coming on and where can people find you? What else should merchants know about design and and any trends going in through through 2022? What else should should we know to, to wrap it up here? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I think the big takeaway that I, with the sort of sections everywhere is that if people do want to try it out on on your store and you're using maybe Brooklyn or debut and you're not quite ready to move over to Dawn or any of the new sort of Dawn styles that have been released, I highly encourage you just to give design packs a try so that you can see what it feels like to build out a really beautiful about page without having to update your entire theme. I do encourage everyone to update when they can, but it's sort of a nice sort of stopgap solution in the meantime, because as again, there's those little tweaks and making your site look a bit more custom can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. It's that differentiation. I heard, I just going back to the, the Super Bowl halftime show, I can't remember who said it. I, I think it was probably Snoop. And he said, all rappers now sound the exact same. They're following that same formula, that same template, the same audio filters. No one has that unique sound. And it's a lot of websites look very similar in that they all kind of follow that same, that same format. If you're selling phone cases, what's the difference between your site and Otter or or Amazon? How do you differentiate what you're what you're doing? Totally. Yeah, you're a small business owner. And so and that's okay. And that's okay to tell that story because people yeah. want to hear it. And it's fun to make the design your own. I've seen websites that I'm I'm like, I would never buy from this, but I'm also not the buyer. So you can take your your website, use design packs to make it your own and really engage with your customers and people can find you over at design-packs.com yes the dash is in there (laughs) design dash packs (laughs) awesome well thank you so much and always always a pleasure really appreciate it oh thanks for having me on it's great always 
Hey, hope you enjoyed this technically speaking video part of exceptional e-commerce. There's a few other videos here, here, maybe here, here. I don't know how they set it up. So go click them, watch something, learn something new, maybe prevent a lesson and make sure you hit the subscribe button.